0: The way it. you're bent over, your ass right. looks ginormous. No, it's just it's
1: just the way we shoot it. No, it's just shooting. I it's mean, our camera angles.
0: It really, I that I'm telling you, I mean, that's it's it's <laughs> it's a work of art. I mean, that oh, you got it down. up
1: right now, and you'd be like Jesus. Dude, your ass is as flat as your jeans. I'd be like, yep, it's all in the camera stuff. Gotcha. i never had an ass. I've well, really it's, it, what you're
0: saying is, and, 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 and it's the truth because look, I'm, I mean, you know, when I started shooting my dick, you know what I mean, in terms of filming it, you know what I mean, and do, and, and doing any of that stuff, um, so especially photos, that was what? one of the things, angles is everything.
1: Of course. Right? It's all angles. There's certain angles. I think every girl <laughs> has an angle that she looks the best. And like even the prettiest girl can have an angle and she'll look terrible. Mm-hmm. You have certain angles and certain shots and girls have certain body styles and you have to shoot to what can make them, uh, you know, to so look the best. Some girls are boobs, some are legs, some are butts, some are, some don't have butts, some don't have boobs. So you know how to angle and shoot to make their parts appear to be bigger or, or smaller yeah you know, for that case and to make them to look the best that's what that's what a photographer's job to do is to make you look at your best
0: yeah and it's it's it, and it is it i mean um was that something for you that was like that you were really really like on top of i'm mean, obviously you were because like you said you're you're an artist at being able to do that but like for I me, I, I get I'm I, I get obsessive about it. Like I try not to, but like sometimes I can just be like, okay, I don't – like whatever. I could take 50 pictures of my dick and not be happy with one.
1: But I have the best photographer. <clears throat> I go with my husband because he shot porn and took pretty girls, you know, for sets for so many years. And he knows all the best shots and the best angles and everything. And so he knows how to shoot me the best. And so he'll go through all the photos and pick them out and go, this one looks the best. This one, I don't know what the hell you're doing in this photo, I think you are sleeping. And this one looks good and this one looks good because he knows how to shoot. He's a really good photographer because he has a really good eye. Mm-hmm. I have a terrible eye. I'll put a photo up and I'll be like, this looks great. He'll be like, what? No, You're like one of your eyes is closed. Like what are you doing? like yeah but my tit looked good he's like oh my god take it down but like he has an eye for things that i don't that's why the photographers have their jobs and i do my job i'm not good at taking photos i'm not i'm not good at it yeah but you know but i've also gone to some photographers you know that that are professionals that are like these you know famous photographers and they're and they're famous and they've been taking pictures of girls for years and you know, you know and I look at their work and then I get their stuff back and I'm like, okay, my husband takes better photos with a, with a Samsung camera and this fucking shit that I paid for or I went in a studio for because he doesn't know how to shoot yeah. like sexy photos. There's <clears throat> there's bedroom photos and there's porn photos. You have to, they're, they're shot totally different. Well, getting back,
0: getting back to what you're saying about like the way that things are today, don't you think things today are much more guerrilla style? um, I do,
1: yeah. Where it's like. They don't have the girls pretty like they used to. They used to, there used to be pretty girls. And there used to be box covers. And you'd have pretty girl shots. And you'd get into the makeup. They're not, they're not doing that.
0: I mean, well, I'm talking now, um, of course, in the, in. Let me get back to what I'm trying. To, as far as the amateurs, okay, like the girls that I see, and that's per, predominantly what you're going to find when you're on Pornhub is is amateur girls who are trying to, you know, they're 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 putting out a few videos and, and, and you know they're charging and they want tips and all that stuff, but <clears throat> but they're shooting in their bedroom. And you know,
1: there's guys who like that. Your amateurs is always going to sell. I mean, professionals sell, of course. But amateurs have always been the top seller because they're not pros, and people like to see people in their real element. You know, in that dirty bed cover. You know.
0: It like, was well, like you said. It, it, like it's 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 a it's a darker. Um, usually the, the scenes are shot darker because the lighting's not very good. There is there is okay. a there is something to it that well, for example, uh, this German porn actress just released uh, uh, a As- Asha Pervers, I believe is her name. And she released something today where uh, I put up on the site her scene on Pornhub was uh, she's uh, fucking a guy. She does anal in a gosh. in a scent yeah it was great. She did anal in a cinema house booth like a, a you know cinema place uh, oh, sex gosh. sex cinema yeah um, and it's dark like not like dark like black but it's just because the shadows and whatnot when she's in this booth. And I just thought it was really cool. Because um,
1: it's not professionally done. Yeah, I
0: thought it was really – I just thought, you know, I just think that – yeah, I mean, it's like I don't always have to – everything doesn't have to be, like, perfectly, like, like that That whole thing that like we talked about, you know, having all everything, like, the box cover and all that stuff. It's like there is some – there is an element to this now, the way things are being done today, that that – it is sexy. There's something sexy about. it.
1: Sometimes people like to show me their amateur porn, and they want to know what I think about it. And I say, as a professional point of view, I can't see anything but the damn bitch's head, I don't know what who the hell is running this camera. But this is terrible. No one's going to pay for this. I got to be honest. That's
0: this that's. But that's you know what? That's generally what how I feel. And but but every the now and then. Yeah, I mean, generally, I mean, I'm going to be straight up about it. I'm going to be straight up. Anybody who's listening to this, that's 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 uh, on the Pornhub or whatnot, maybe you might think I'm a big jerk about it, but I generally probably 85 to 90 percent of the amateur stuff I see out there is garbage. Absolute garbage.
1: I, I think that I think that the amateurs will always be successful. Because people like to not see professionals always.
0: Well, and like you said, well, and again, it gets back to, you know, sometimes people just like to see someone who's fucking in a...
1: I don't watch professional porn. Like, if I'm going to watch porn, I watch amateur. Okay. I like to see the realness of people having sex. And sometimes when you have a professional scene...
0: It's not there. it's not no. there. Well, it's like you said in your it's bio. and We get back to the whole thing, and I, it is a question I wanted to ask in terms of what is your perfect fuck scenario? Like you see on your thing, on your your bio, that I haven't gotten, I haven't, I haven't had that situation yet.
1: I haven't. I'm always looking for something, you know, uh, so new and exciting. When I get there, I'll tell you. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm just. <laughs> what, I'm what, open. What I'm, I'm open. I'm open for whatever. I'm a very, um, I'm open. Um, I'm sexual. I like everything. I shouldn't say everything because that's not true. But I just love it all. I love everything.
0: Well, what you're saying, like, I had this one girl. Um, well, actually, it was it was Sarah Ann say to me that when she saw the tribute I did for her, that she said that's her favorite kind of porn. Yeah. I was like, like, do you know how? That made me feel like a hundred feet tall. I mean, it was like, wow, that is so cool because um, for someone to say that, first of all, they're I, they just like put me all the way up to the front of the line, you know, against major competition. Right. I mean, you cannot put a price tag on that. You can't put anything on that, and that's that's about as high as a compliment as you can get. Yeah. Um, I I'm not fucking in front of the camera yet, and it's like wow to be making that kind of an impact um, on these on the, and I, it's it's been incredible really has so I what I'm saying is is that obviously it's a different day and age I mean people are affected uh, much more than just the, the 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 run-of-the-mill pro porn that's being you know uh, f- fed to us people are going outside the box yes and yeah and and that's what this is all about and now that so it's
1: great there are girls out there that are not i consider uh so myself a pro star i am from the last great era of porn stars but there are girls out there that have never been to the san fernando valley that have never gone to the AVNs, that have never had a box cover never won anything that have more followers and more fans than i will ever have as an amateur and that's fine i'm not i don't i don't hate her i'm not jealous envious or Right, well she's not. she's not a professional. I think good for you. Good for you.
0: Be well successful. it's a different it's a different day and age. I mean yeah. it's a different day and age. I mean you you can't you came from I mean really what I would probably consider the golden era. Even though some people may say it was the seventies, I don't see that. I I think,
1: I think there was I think porn ended in the early two thousands. Yeah, I think the internet came in, it ended. It was, when I got in, you still had the 70s, you, no, not the 70s. We well, might have had some 70s, but you had the 80s still working for the 90s. So you had the Tom Byrons, the Herschel Savages, yeah. you still had the Christy Canyons, you still had the Janines, the Jennas, and you had for the Nina Hartleys and the Gina Fimes and the Debbie Diamonds and all those people were still in the business so you still had that you still had all those greats and the peters and all them and then you had some my generation coming in you know the belladonna's and the christie's and the tiffany's and you had all of them kind of crossing paths and we were all kind of still there and then about 2000 it was I was kind of the veteran, and they were all gone, and I, you know, it was me with the new age people. And by the time I got to about two thousand five, I felt like a dinosaur in a business that had passed me by, and it was my time to just kind of just really go, go.
0: Yeah, and so that's what happened in terms of what really it wasn't. It wasn't anything other than just look. I'm you know, it's time. It's time to step away and and do something it was else. Time. Mm -hmm. You
1: know, I had, I've been in the business, you know, almost a decade, still waiting for my Hall of Fame, maybe one day. Um, But I had two contracts, I had worked for every company, I had run my ABMs, I had worked for all the greats, and and it was just, I saw a lot of the new, um, you know, for male talent, started coming in the business, and the new girls, and they were just different, and I just said, This isn't isn't the same generation of we were all family and having fun and and hanging out on the set and after the set and in between sets. We were family. We were very close. We were very protective of each other. And then it became too big. And then it became, you were, like, we were letting people in the business that should never have been in the business. It should never have been there. Like, I don't think, I don't have anything, I have nothing against cam girls. I don't. But... When you start letting cam girls into the business, and they're calling themselves porn stars when they're not, those aren't porn stars. No, those are no, they're not. No, no. And you know that whole situation with that one cam girl who came in and did a scene with you know John Stagliano, and then accused them of a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Which I'm sorry, I've known John for 20 plus years. I've known that man 20 years, and he's a dear friend of mine. That man has been nothing but good to me in over twenty years, and I believe John. I'm sorry, I will get backlash for that, and I don't care, but I stand by John Stagliano. Let
0: me ask you this: um, we did that's obviously been been one of those um, subjects out there. What, what what is your opinion about Ron Jeremy?
1: I've known him for twenty years, as well as John Stagliano. I've never had i I've never had an incident also with him because he's always been very kind to me. You know, we did signings together. Shit, I don't know how many years. We used to sign together all the time. Somehow, Ronnie and I were always on tour. Always. And he always treated me very well. And girls used to throw themselves at Ron Jeremy. I mean, he, he'd have so much pussy. He wouldn't know what to do with it. But I'm not going to... You know, I wasn't there. So I don't have an opinion. But, you know, the man was always good to me. Yeah, so And that's in that... Yeah,
0: because, you know, I... <clears throat> I've um, had uh, several different occasions of of being in his company, and uh, down one of the times was down at the um, Sunset Strip at the Rainbow. Oh
1: yeah, he liked to hang out there.
0: And uh, he was always a great guy to me. Yeah. And uh, he actually, I had a, a party for the metal den that my my heavy metal site um, in around. 2006 or 7 or something like that. And I was partying. I was partying with some friends back at my office. And I actually sent some other people to go to the party because I had to have somebody representing uh, me. But I was just too torqued. And so I was literally screwed up. And so they went. And uh, Ron was just great. He was so great to them. These kids, I mean, these kids I sent, they were literally just knuckleheads. But Ron was great and uh, spoke nothing. But he, he he's all spoke nice about my uh, my website and everything and uh
1: you know the guy's always been great you know but i wasn't there i you know yeah. so you know we'll have to wait how it plays out but the whole thing with john stagliano like i mean her thing was like oh eh. i went on there and john was i was like john was yelling on the set and i'm like i've known john for 20 years that man does not yell he let me because when i did train is i did um like one of the first common freezer training scenes and John called me personally you know I was like listen Jess you know like I'm gonna shoot you doing this scene you know this might you know give you backlash on your business I want to know if you're okay doing it and I was like yeah John that's cool I'll do it for you guys and John was a great guy he would come on the set I know his wife personally you know Mm -hmm. from back in the day and trust me John has been in this business for over 40 years. You're not going to come in and talk shit about the man when he's been in the business 40 years. When you just did your first sports shoot and you're going to go off on him. Just stop.
0: Well, that's stop. what I'm trying to get about with Ron Jeremy. Um, yeah. Is, is that It just seems to me big like big this big guy, big women are throwing themselves at the guy. And the guy is, you know, he didn't have really anybody coming out. And he's been in the business for forever. Yeah. Right?
1: But there's a lot of big girls. There's a lot of big name girls that are coming out. That you know that I happen to know. So I'm like, well, you know, if they're gonna say that, I mean, that's
0: I don't know. Yeah, we have I we mean, don't we have to see how it plays out for sure because we really don't know all that those uh, those details yet until they get divulged from yeah. um, from the court situation. Yeah, I mean,
1: situation. we just have to
0: wait. But I can tell you I anybody can that 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 I've come I've actually met Ron in person. Um, he was a stand up guy to me. Yeah, um, I don't know. But I do want to ask you before we get we get off and get done here. Just, I want you to have, uh, you know, have a, have an evening to yourself.
1: Oh um, no, I can stay on here for you know for as long as you want. <laughs> but he's playing video games. I he's just fine.
0: okay, because I you know I've got I'm fine. I've got my... not
1: one of those divas where I have like. You only know, have a certain amount of time. You better get it done. You can you can talk as long as you want. Ask any that as you want. I'll start from the beginning. I'll give you the lowdown. You know, for my life, everything. Man,
0: cool. Well, I I really appreciate it. And I just yeah, no I worries. tried to write down like I wrote down like twenty questions before I, I got on here so that I had some kind of direction. You know what I mean? Sure,
1: I'm down. To but just uh, ask away.
0: Let me ask you this. Um. Are you working, uh, like, do you have any ideas for new scenes or how you're going to approach doing the, the next scenes you're going to do?
1: I don't know. You know, I'd like to do a girl-girl. I'd like to find one I can do. I don't know. I might take a trip to Porn Valley and maybe do a scene or two there. Of course, I work for my own companies. Like, I'd work um, for Francesca and for Mark would i'd work for them because i've known them for 20 years um i'd work for john stagliano i'd call him or talk to joey severa you know call them personally and say hey like you want to shoot me maybe do some stuff for evil um probably work uh for jim powers i'm a big jim powers fan because i've known him for so long but you've never but you've
0: never done a bukake scene
1: I never did a bukkake. Well,
0: you I did. did like, hold on a second. You did one. You did one.
1: No, I've never done You've a You've never done,
0: not a full on bukkake. Um, no, you did the one where, um, with Jim Powers, it was his, his, his uh, cock sucking championship.
1: Oh, I'm sh- no, no. I never it? did. I did one for Evil Angel Beating Frenzy where I did like 12 or 13 guys. But I. You know, but I interacted with everybody.
0: Yeah, okay. I think so I, I, I don't consider
1: about. that to be a bukake. Well, that's not a bukkake
0: is, first of all, we all know, buk- anybody who knows what bukkake is knows that that's, um, generally, there's a lot more like than 15 me. to begin I don't want to
1: do bukkake because you have to lay there and you have no interaction. I like to be in the mix. So bukakis wouldn't work for me.
0: Yeah, that's just... I like just...
1: to be in the mix of things. So probably not going to be something I would do, but I'm down for doing... Or
0: anything, no. But you now. I don't. Know. I, I noticed you said something. about... I, I read this or, or, or whatnot. Um, maybe it was in the, the interview I saw on YouTube. But you said that um, that you're... that you're still down. You're still do, you're still down for the anal. Yeah, I still.
1: I but, do it in my personal life.
0: But now, are you doing? Are you doing DP still? Are you doing DPS? Is that what you're?
1: If I could find two guys, that could. That can work together well enough sure okay it's about getting guys the dp thing people think it's you know it's you know it's very easy to do you know a lot of people are like i get a lot of my fans ask me about dp they're like oh what are you gonna do a dp and i'm like when i get two guys that get along guys are weird about dps you have to have two guys that are very comfortable with each other yeah and they're very comfortable with their dicks touching because your dicks are going to touch a lot a lot of guys are like, I'm not having this other guy's dick-touching me. That's I'm not gay, bro. It's not about being gay. It's about the scene. It's about closeness. It's about you're, you're, you're fucking up two holes that are literally fucking next to each other. Your dicks may pop out and touch. So you have to find two guys that are com- compatible to work with for DPs. There's a lot of guys when I was in the business that wouldn't do DPs and some that would. So you have to find people that are compatible to do it.
0: Yeah, but but you still, you still enjoy i mean that that's a, that's something that you're still interested in
1: of course i like it okay i like trannies too okay There's a lot and of hot ones now well so many hot ones. i was
0: gonna ask you i i, noti- I noticed i noticed i saw um a couple different scenes i think i've seen two different scenes that you've done yeah two different scenes um and um definitely definitely hot i mean definitely interesting
1: um i know why people give me shit. When I was in the business and I did tranny, people didn't want to work with me. The porn guys didn't want to work with me. And they were like, we're not working with you. And I was like, why? They're like, because you did a tranny. And I said, why? Because I fucked a guy? I had straight sex. It's scary for me to lick pussy. But well,
0: whatever. wait a minute. Isn't this, I mean, we've got, you've got, Sean, is Sean Michaels? You've got- Well,
1: sure. well Sean's doing uh, trannies now.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
1: But he's like, this was the earlier days. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, yeah, your scenes I
0: did see; those are, those were, uh, were those in in the nineties? I did that in two
1: thousand and two.
0: Okay, so right. And that was unheard of. Yeah,
1: it really was. was.
0: Yeah, it really was. I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean.
1: And now it's, now it's nothing. Now it's like no, yeah. it's just something everyone... Which is great, because I think it's...
0: Well, what's her name? Adri- uh, Chechik? What's her name? Adrienne Chechik? Is that her name? I don't to say her yes. name. Wrong. Right? She's, she's a, a big... nasty girl. Oh, man.
1: But hot. But nasty, like, nasty in like a good way. But not nasty in like a bad way. No, nasty I, in like I know exactly
0: way. what you mean. I mean, I know exactly what you mean. But I'm saying... <laughs> That's one
1: of my husband's favorites. He likes that girl. He loves her. He's but like she's, but she's doing... She's
0: she's doing... She does scenes with Tranny's pretty...
1: She's the Mila of our generation. I don't think you know who that is. Like, do you know who that no, is, no, I
0: do, sweetie, I do. Uh, babe. Okay, well, you well, know she had a
1: short career. I know,
0: I know who I know who she is.
1: Okay, to me, she's the Mila for this generation.
0: That's fascinating thing to say.
1: That's what I think she is. She's very, she's dirty and sexy, and she was willing. Because when I was around, you know. Mila was a dirty girl. Oh, yeah. And she was doing stuff that I wasn't doing. Even though I was doing some extreme stuff, she was doing stuff that was way more extreme than I ever did. And in my time, you didn't see girls do that. And she was breaking all these barriers. And and today, like when I look at this girl, I think, oh, my God, you know, she's similar to the Mila of my generation. Yeah. And that's fine. Because she's very beautiful. She's like, you know, she's... You know stunningly beautiful and and you know, her sex scenes are they're out they're just out of this world and i think she's great and it shows on you know camera that she likes it and i think that's great i think she's a very talented girl i think she'll be very successful with her career she has to watch out though with all her anal and be careful because that can do a number on your body but you know hopefully she's taking care of herself there yeah yeah
0: yeah, it's a, She's definitely into the anal acrobatics. I guess you'd say.
1: You got to be careful because later <clears> in you know life that could have a do a toll on your body. Yeah.
0: Why? Well, yeah, I know that. I know that. That's just. I mean, it's just. It's a medical thing in terms of. I look your. Your, your asshole can only take so much punishment, basically, right?
1: That's true. So, that's true, and for your sanity too.
0: Yeah, for but 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 well, your sanity is is, is a, definitely a part of this whole thing to begin with, but. But your oh, yeah. asshole getting completely destroyed. Oh, and, the rose and then. I never
1: even knew that happened. Oh,
0: oh. And, and then you haven't, you know, literally, maybe you haven't a word, I don't know, a diaper of some sort at some point. I mean, who knows what the hell happens.
1: I'll tell you about it for the future when I get there. I haven't got there yet, but who knows what'll happen <laughs> 10 years from now.
0: But, it's, was... uh, but someone like that, yeah. It, it, what do you think about uh, Bonnie Rotten?
1: I think she's a pretty girl. I mean, she came after I did. Um, you know, she's very successful. She's had a good career, and good for her. And you know, she was—I have to give all the credit to Joanna Angel. And you know, like I don't think she gets enough credit.
0: She probably really doesn't, does she? I mean, she's been uh, she's been going, uh, and she's 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 really opened up the pathway for a lot of these girls. I mean, she, she was...
1: has, and she doesn't get the credit, and and. For the Bonnie's and the, you know, these girls today with all their tattoos, they would not be here if there wasn't someone like her. Yeah. Joanna Angel started Burning Angels. She started the Suicide Girls, you yeah. know, so look. And without her, they wouldn't have all these girls. And I just don't think that she gets the credit that she should get. Yeah. Because she started the tattoo trend of the pretty girls and the tattoo girls and the harder looking girls. Mm-hmm. Because of that, when I was around. Girls like Bonnie wouldn't be have a career. I mean like gotcha like she's beautiful. And but but tattoos was no no. I had a tribal back piece that barely. People would want to shoot me back when I started. They would put cover up on it or. um, Some type of outfit to cover it because that was like, oh my God, that's, that's too much tattoos. You shouldn't have that. We can't have any girls with tattoos. And then you started to see, and then so Joanna Angel came on the scene. Cause she came around when I was still in the business. I remember her yeah. and here was this girl tattooed and she did like hard sex. It
0: was like 2005 around the time yeah. that, that uh, yeah. MySpace was, yeah. was going on. Um,
1: she did a lot for this business. Yeah, it, I really you know, did see what,
0: yeah. And you know, that's what, 16 years ago. I mean, um. She definitely. I, I, I she see what you mean. It. Yeah, I think that she deserves that credit because, uh, first of all, I think she's a she's a, a fun and fantastic performer herself.
1: Oh yeah, she's phenomenal. Yeah, she's phenomenal.
0: She is absolutely she is.
1: phenomenal. And, and
0: sexy, uh, sexy and as hell, her. and uh, and uh, I just it's one of those performers that I think always elevates the scene.
1: I just think she never got the recognition. Yeah, I and don't think so. People always talk about these other tattoo girls and oh, she has all these tattoos and she's, you know, she's so popular because of it. And I think she's only there because of Joanna Angel. Without her, this girl would have walked into a talent agency and been told to get the fuck out because of the way she looked. So they need to give her the credit for where their career is. Without her, they wouldn't have a career.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's, I'm sorry, that's a fact.
0: That's just- I totally agree.
1: That's that's just the way it is. Just like, you know, if, you know, if I didn't do anal with Jewel and Belladonna and Tiffany, they wouldn't have a career today. Because girls like me, girls like Tiffany and Jewel, were doing anal and doing hardcore. And let's face it, back in the nineties, the girls who did the hardcore, the anal, and the, you know, they weren't the you know the prettiest of girls.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And. Then you had girls you know you know today the girls are all beautiful doing it but i remember when i got in the business there was a little girl that i actually loved that i got to work with her boss so i was very happy about that is a girl named davia ardell i know who she is she's my twin everyone calls her you, my you twin. you do both look because similar we looked alike. a little similar yeah. and and she was this, i think she was one of the first hardcore girls That was doing the hardcore scenes before I got in it. So I'd say she was the original hardcore girl. Really? That started Gonzo. I would give her the credit as the original Gonzo girl. And then you can go back to Debbie Diamond or you can go to Sharon Kane.
0: Now you're saying Um, you're saying Gonzo you're now you're saying the, the anal? Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm saying Gonzo, which is now Gonzo is what I did, which is now considered hardcore. Gonzo is no longer a title. But when I was in the business there was features and then there were Gonzo.
0: Yeah.
1: Gonzo today would not be hardcore. They've just kind of they just changed so the name. Right. So that's the only difference.
0: Now but well, she so thinking, she I remember she did she did she did, she did anal, like every scene.
1: Oh, yeah, she did anal. Like, she was one of the first girls when I was, you know, getting into the business that I had seen. And I was like, this girl's so hot. She's doing anal. and She's good looking.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I would say she's one of the the original Gonzo girls from my generation Mm -hmm. that started it. And then you can go with Sharon Kane, who was my idol. I love Sharon Kane. She's the reason I did porn. But Sharon without, Kane. You know, okay. seeing Sharon Kane. I know. Uh, Sharon
0: Kane, uh, oh, there's Sharon something Kane. about Sharon she, Kane. She, yeah, she she can do it for She's me. She's one too. of
1: my favorites. But I saw her do a movie, and she was very similar uh, to me with what I was into. I was into more harder sex and more crazier sex, and the bi, and the trannies, and the gangbangs. And that was more so my speed. So I loved Sharon Kane. So I wanted to be Sharon Kane. So I emulated so my career from her, and everything I did is because of Sharon Kane, and I give her all the credit. There wouldn't be Jessica Darling without Sharon Kane, and that's a fact. I wanted to be her so bad. I love Sharon Kane, and I still love Sharon. And just to see her, I'm starstruck. When I met her, I met her on a set because she was the PA, and I said, "Oh my God." You're my favorite porn star of all time. Oh my God! I you know, I took a picture and I was an all buyer. Here she is giving my giving me paperwork. So, you know, it's people have an idol of why they got in the business. Of course, Jenna Jameson is everyone's idol now. I mean, everybody. I don't know if girls even know who she is now. I don't know if they even do. Do they? Ah, uh,
0: I I think they they very very. I don't think so. I mean, she's you know. Like you said, I mean, things change and they change pretty quickly. And I mean, she's not. I've
1: heard a lot of girls talk bad about Jenna. She hasn't or been on the Jenna scene she?
0: for, she hasn't been doing anything for a number of years now. And so, she, like I said, every year, I mean, I was just talking to my wife about this. It's, it's very hard for me to stay um, relevant. You know, it's every year that I do what I do with, with my heavy metal site. and I've been doing it 16 years. It's just, it's so hard to stay relevant. Yeah. And you've got to freaking stay busy all the time. Yes. And you know what I mean? And if you're not doing an interview, if you're not doing something, if you're not doing something exciting, you're just, you're you're nowhere to be seen. And so
1: yeah, that's it's, the way it is. It's the same way with the, but I don't, don't know who was doing the interview. I don't remember who it was. It was on one of those, like Vlad, what was it, that yeah. Vlad TV or yeah. something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you who the girl was. But they were talking about Jenna Jameson. And there was a time with Jenna, I don't know, about, maybe four or five honestly, years ago, was considering maybe getting something, you know, doing something back, doing something for the business. She was talking about maybe making a comeback or doing something. But it never panned out. But the girl was on there talking shit. Like, no one wants to see her old ass. No one gives a fuck about Jay. She needs to stay on the lap thinking, motherfucker, if you, without Jenna Jameson, you wouldn't be anywhere right now. I'm sorry, to like her or dislike her, that girl made porn where it is.
0: Yeah, she's I really, mean, you, I mean, you want to talk about another Marilyn Monroe.
1: Yeah, that's uh, a fucking icon. That's I'll an icon. I'll never get to her height, and that's fine. I'm fine with what I did. But, I, I I mean, to hate her or to love her, I mean, she put porn on the map. I'm sorry. They have songs about her, and people mention her and all their things. I mean... She's Jenna.
0: She's the icon. Oh, she's definitely. I mean, if there's, if there's a Mount Rushmore of porn.
1: It should be. Yeah, she should be
0: on should. Pearl, be, if there's, Christy
1: if
0: Canyon should be on there. Uh, the, uh, I
1: think. The Ginger, of course, Ginger. Did land. you ever
0: work with Julie Rage?
1: I did work with Julia Rage. Okay. I did my first scene with her.
0: I thought I saw that because you know, or um, well, her husband's Greg Steele. Um, He directed Conquest. I did not know that. Yeah, well, you know, oddly enough, one of my friends uh, that I grew up with, his his stepfather, who's who's since passed, his name is Ron Stark. He's since passed. It was a real nice guy. But I'd be hanging out with them uh, at my buddy's place and uh, talking to Ron and whatnot. And one night. he just dropped on me, and my buddy dropped on me about Greg, uh, Ron's son. Um, but he was using Greg Steele as his name, and uh, he he was this big time director now and stuff like that. And so, uh, anyways, he came in, and I met him, and everything was a great guy. And uh, I believe I believe she was with him. I you know said hi to her, or whatnot. Um, but it was more, you know, he was kind of hanging around, talking to me and my friend. And, um, uh, oh, wow. yeah, it was a trip because he was just the nicest, happy-go-lucky kind of guy. And I was like, wow, this dude, he's like, I mean, when they made Conquest, that was one of the biggest, uh,
1: oh, yeah, a, biggest movies ever. Yeah, oh, yeah, there was so many girls in that. Oh, yeah, and it was, so uh, with her,
0: yeah. yeah, and she was, I've I, I yeah, I liked, uh, I really liked her a lot. I thought she was really hot. Um,
1: oh, yeah, she. That was my first scene, but that's actually how I got started in the business. I went to Jim Sal's office in 97 to take photos. I took some Polaroids. I already got my test. And he was taking all the Polaroids and getting ready to put me in the book. And Ian Daniels came in there. Right. And he was looking for a girl. because Someone had flaked on a set. They didn't show up, so he was coming to talk to Jim about getting a girl. Right. And I was in the office and Jim looked over at me and he goes, you want to do a movie? And I'm like, you me? And he's like, yeah, you. And I said, yeah, I said, sure. I'd love to do a movie. And he goes, you do anal. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Sure. Cause I, cause I already done it for my personal life. And it was me and Ian Daniels and, uh, so Julia and, God, who was there at the set. There was, a uh, Mickey G, Missy, Lissa.
0: She since passed, Missy. Yeah,
1: right? she since passed. Uh, Monet, something. I forget her name, she never really had a big. Girl.
0: I know who you, I know who you're talking about.
1: And she was there and a couple other girls and, and i showed up and they they gave me the the cold shoulder. They weren't very nice to me. I'm not gonna lie. And I got on, and I'm nervous. So I'm driving to the set with Ian Daniels. He had taken me with him. He had just said, get in the car, we're going. I was like, okay, sure. So I'm driving down to wherever we're shooting. And this is so old, there's reels of film. This is where they had to change the reels. That's how long ago this was. Oh, my God. And they're talking to me. They're like, oh, "Oh, it's your first movie. I said, yeah, it's my first film. They're like, so what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm doing a three-way, and I'm doing anal. And they go, and you could hear a pin drop, they're like, "Um, I'm sorry, so you're doing so what? I said, well, I'm doing anal. And they go, oh, sweetheart, people don't do anal. If you do anal, you're going to be out of this business before you even get started, and you may last two months, and you'll never get a contract, and no one's ever going to shoot you, because you have to prepare for anal. So I do it, and I'm nervous, and I think the scene comes out good. Well i got contracted to elegant Angels six months or later and the girl who told me i was never going to be anything shows up and asks me if i can shoot for her and i go oh i'm sorry i have a contract remember the girl who wasn't going to go anywhere sorry i'm going to be booked up for a while <laughs> so i got back at her then but Girls didn't do it back when I was around. It just
0: no. You're really. Wasn't I mean, of. you're a legend. I mean, there's no it doubt was, about it. You're a legend because of because of that, in my opinion. Uh, you're you're legend. You're a good. legend for a number of other reasons, not just that. I but um, I
1: have a lot to do with the metal scene too. I've always been into music, and I grew up in South Florida, so I grew up with Cannibal Corpse and Six Feet Under and DSI and and um, I know the guys for Life of Agony and all the DMS guys and you know all of them and and you and you really and I I heard you
0: like you're like Clutch is your favorite your favorite band is that right?
1: My favorite band is Clutch. I do love Clutch.
0: And you're you're um, also you like you like you Megadeth you, you like Megadeth band?
1: I like Megadeth. I like more. I'm into metal. Okay. Don't want? But I'm a hardcore. But boy. you're more hardcore. So I'm into like. Uh, to Madball because I have a Madball tattoo, you know. Like I'm friends with all of them, and you know I know Jamie Josta from Hatebreed very well. Um, I like you know more of hardcore. But yeah, we, call that, like we call that we
0: call that metallic hardcore.
1: I like old school like Biohazard, yeah. Um, Agnostic Front uh, stuff like that, but I also like. Um, I'm a big typo fan. Like I love typo.
0: So you would like. Uh Typo negative.
1: Well I love typo negative. Yeah, well
0: then you you must have liked what he did before that then. His other band, what was that called?
1: Uh Carnivore.
0: Yes. So,
1: yeah.
0: That's I badass. Did. Yeah, it's very badass. I
1: am a Jenna Tortures fan. Like I have a Jenna Tortures tattoo. You know, I have a Jen tattoo on my arm.
0: And uh, now the, I just actually interviewed Dale Henderson from Beowulf and he's a part of that the Venice scene from Suicide Tendencies and Excel. Oh, yeah, I love that. And in in uh, those bands, and we actually, um, yeah, he's been they Eighty one is when they when they when they first formed. Oh it's, yeah, forty years now. And uh, but it's it's amazing to uh, the the fact that he's still he's put. I mean, it still sounds hardcore. It still sounds great. I mean, they call it crossover because it was really taking punk and and kind of uh, mixing it with thrash.
1: Well, now it's different. you got the metalcore, and the, 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 the bands are so talented now compared to... I mean, I love Sepultura. I'm a yeah. huge Sepultura fan. I spent a lot of time in Brazil during my time in the porn business, and Sepultura is like Elvis over there. It's fucking crazy. But. Um,
0: yeah, you're talking about the original lineup, yeah.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, with, you know, uh, so with uh, so Max and all that. Yeah, the brothers. But, Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. love them. But um, I love Pantera. See, I'm like probably one of the only people that think Pantera is better than some Metallica. And that's my opinion. Well,
0: I think I could, I could definitely agree with you on that. I'm um, actually that was the reason why I started my website, The Metal Den, was after Dimebag was was killed on the stage. Um,
1: Such a shame.
0: What yeah, a big, uh, and I and dime. it's weird the whole thing how it ended up with me. I ended up here in Fort Worth, which is this is the Stomps. This is Dimebag Stomps.
1: Oh yeah, Texas. They got that strip club, out, don't they? The Dive House? The,
0: well, something? they had the the clubhouse, and the clubhouse. and uh, the brothers had it, and uh, now they're both gone. But um, you know, Vinnie Paul just passing away. You know, last couple of years.
1: I'm um, so sad. Well, at least it's still a Maybe well, it's still well
0: We um, the one thing I'll say, <laughs> it's just the funniest story. It's the weirdest thing. But I I had come all the way out here and uh, and I was. I was meeting with this guy through the suit through somebody else um, at this park which is a it's a it's called disc golf they play disc golf and they throw around a frisbee and whatnot Oh neat and I was uh, talking to him about uh, about Pantera and this this park's called Veterans Park by the way it's out in Arlington Texas and he says uh, yeah I'm not he says I'm not really into into heavy metal um uh, but I know who Pantera is he says you know uh, you know, Dimebag used to just live he lived right there and he points across the street and Dimebag's house was across the street. Oh wow! So I was like, wow, dude, I had no idea. You know, I was just like this. That's pretty incredible. Um, it was just one of those things. And so anyways, I would go out there up until about a year ago. I was going out. I was going out every it seemed like every week, at least once a week to go out to the uh, to that that uh, disc golf course. And oh, that's uh, cool. yeah, just to get a little exercise and whatnot. But I would go out there, and, and um, it was just really weird because yeah, that he was the singular reason why I started the metal site because it was like you know something. I've been into metal since I was real young, and I just again, it's all about um, freedom of expression and and protecting that any way that that's I can. Good. And uh, and and just lending my powers to that, um, whether people like the way that I, I flow my game or not, the bottom line is is that <clears throat> you know someone's got to do it. Someone's got to stand up and protect um, this this music from I yeah from being snuffed out. You know, and uh, and it's the same thing for porn with me too. I don't know how long it's going to last in terms of how long. You know, I when I started doing the porn side, I had no. Really, I just I had no. First, I started doing it on the Pornhub. I did the Pornhub, and it was like, wow, this is nutballs. I mean,
1: it was crazy. They're yeah. going it's fucking like crazy. Social...
0: Yeah, they're going crazy for me. Uh, as far as I mean, it, I'm fortunate uh, to be well endowed because otherwise, it wouldn't give a shit. Um,
1: no, you'd be surprised. There's there's fetishes for everything.
0: I know, but I just
1: small dick I
0: understand that. I
1: find myself watching that all the time.
0: I understand I that, that, but I just I just think that. Uh, I, okay, just, I just I just think I got lucky good. with it um i I think as far as for me it wasn't about any of that to begin with it was really it was really something it, it is as silly as it sounds it is trying to again protect that right to 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 express yourself
1: it's 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 almost gone
0: it is was, it's almost gone it's we're literally we're holding on to that it's it's it's, it's getting a close we're
1: it's we're Speaking hanging of, uh, uh, bands and 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 uh and uh for music uh-huh. so when i was signed to extreme i knew tony for victory uh so records
0: yeah i heard and that you had victory records was doing the music I had
1: victory records and uh, we put them in i put in scarhead which is ezak which they were very good friends to this day i put in but they didn't really go far but they're a really cool band Electric Frankenstein, put them in. That's cool. Uh, I love them; they're great. I put Hatebreed in. This is before Hatebreed became, you know, the Hatebreed they are now. Yeah. Um, a bunch of other bands, Integrity, and uh, I kept Strife out because I didn't think I should put them in. They're Straight Edge. Needless to say, they were very upset with me because they wanted to be in the porno, but I was like, "Well, you guys are Straight Edge." I didn't think it was right, so I didn't want to put them. in the only ones that had a fucking issue was it was Snapcase. They were very upset that we put them in. They were well, like, they were very upset. And I was like, listen, <laughs> you hadn't had an album since the 90s. And you didn't, you had did one good fucking album before you went your Harry Krishna route. Be lucky that anyone's listening to your shit still. I've always hated Snapcase. I never liked them. So when they put them in and they bitched, I was like, you suck then it suck now. Don't get mad. At least somebody's listening to you. I remember telling them that. I was so mad. Well, the ego's
0: uh, definitely in music. I think they could definitely rival just about or, or overtake any other, uh, you know, line of entertainment work. Um,
1: but it was cool having... I got to do a scene with Scarhead, which is one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in the hardcore scene, because I grew up going... The hardcore shows I've seen like, like, I've gone to Share Terror. Like I'm a huge Share Terror fan. Um, just going and seeing some of the great, like hardcore. I'm into hardcore. Like um, you know, some minor threat. The uh, yeah. Rilla Biscuits, shit like that. So I'm a hardcore girl. Mm-hmm. So getting to use for victories or records was really cool. And integrity, and and having them you know, cross over to porn was very cool for us because we were wearing their shirts for the movie, mm-hmm. uh, for the legacy. And it was really cool because we had like, like, hate breed shirts and earth, like, did we have Earth Crisis? I think Earth Crisis was signed to victory then. So I think we probably had their, their on it. We had All Out.
0: They played uh, OzFest. I saw them at, that, at OzFest.
1: All Wild well, War, which now became Terror, we had them for a while. We used their stuff. And then, then I did a signing back in. When, who was I signed to? I don't know if I was signed to Elegant or Extreme. I honestly, I'm not sure. It was a long time ago. But I went and did a signing at Edgefest, Fest. Um, and it was with all the bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fight was there. Green Day uh seven does i think that uh some motorhead was there Why are you talking about
0: fight with rob halford yeah okay they
1: were there yeah and i don't know why i still have no idea to this day why i was signing at edgefest i have no idea (laughs) but i was there with all these people and i still don't know why it's still a blur but i just remember i'm sitting there and and seven dust comes up to me and they're like we're seven dust and i'm like okay you like like you know who we are and i'm like i gotta be honest guys i don't like your music it's not my thing i'm into hardcore oh i don't really God. like your music you seem like really nice guys but i know i don't like your music and then i met that um the, what was that band monster oh fuck.
0: monster magnet
1: no, I love Monster. They're a great band. They're one of the most underrated some metal bands out there. Um, fuck. Big Truck. They sing that song, Big Truck. Rocky oh. Big, big Truck. Who is that fucking band? Okay, the lead singer went on to Devil Driver.
0: Oh, that's uh, Coal Chamber.
1: Cold Chamber. They were there. They were really cool. They sat and talked to me for a while. They were one of the only people that, when I was signing, actually came over and sat down and talked to me and were really nice to me because, uh, I wanted to meet so Green Day. I was very excited to meet Green Day, and they didn't want to have anything to do with me, which I thought was really rude. Um, I met, uh, Fight the Band Fight, Mm -hmm. so I met all of them.
0: And now you know that, you know who was in Fight was, uh, 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 Russ Parrish, he's in uh, Steel Panther.
1: They were very nice. They were very sweet. I didn't get to talk to them for a long time, but they were very kind, very polite. Um, Even those those seven dust people were nice. I don't really like their music, but they seemed nice. I didn't really dig their tunes, but they were cool. Um, But that was a fun experience. I also knew the bassist for Danzig for many years. So, Glenn Danzig used to call the office all the time, so I talked to him on the phone quite frequently.
0: Are you talking about now... Um,
1: Glenn Danzig.
0: Now, but who, what, what bass is he talking about? Because he had Jerry I'm, Montano, he's had... Uh, uh, what was the, the basis for on... Um, uh,
1: Josh Lazy. He played with them for a while. Okay. He played on that one album that was terrible. You know, that Speak album
0: okay okay because i know jerry okay. montano i um he was with uh danzig i interviewed jerry in two thousand i actually i interviewed jerry and then posted the interview on 666.
1: Okay.
0: yeah that just happened um
1: That was not a good album, you know. That's you know, we all go through that one phase. And I remember when Lazy came to to Extreme because he was also working with wrestling. Because I wrestled too for a while. Yeah, I noticed that. And and when Lazy came over to work with us, he was like, "Oh, I'm the you know the basis for Danzig." And I was like, "I'm a Danzig fan. I love Danzig. Their first album is fucking great. The Misfits are great." And then I was like. I gotta be honest with you. That last fucking album, with like Don't Speak and all that shit, that was fucking terrible. You need to get on him about that and get back to those roots. And he goes, well, I helped him with that music and he wrote some of that. And I was like, you suck. I'm gonna be honest. You suck. Because that's... None the fuck is going on with Glenn, but that's fucking terrible. And I remember, I told him that, and we're still friends this day. We talk all the time. And I still tell him he fucked up Glenn's career that's part of the music. But, I mean... But he had that one album where it was great with the um, – we used all the music for, uh, for XPW when we were uh, doing all the wrestling because we had the rights to the music as we had him with us. So that was pretty cool. But
0: yeah, you're talking about the first album, like the Twist of Cain stuff?
1: Great album. Yeah. No, Josh was not part of that. He no. was part of that. No, that's – That's, that.
0: that's oh. Erie Vaughn, uh, Chuck Biscuits. Album. Right. That's I mean, beautiful. that's that's a completely – that's the OG lineup. Yeah. Um, that's like, uh, yeah, it's that stuff that he did back then uh, was phenomenal.
1: He needs to stop. And and trips. I'll
0: tell you what, and I listen, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, he released this last thing that he did. I know he did some covers thing. He did some Elvis covers.
1: Such a great singer.
0: But the forest. stuff before he did something before that. And I just, I hammered him. I, I, don't, I forgot if I reviewed the album or if it was just, I mean, what I reviewed, what I heard, but. I, I write I write so like much, fishnet. but it was so bad. It sounded like he recorded it in, in, in the bathroom. I was like, you know, Glenn, come on. I mean, the outfit. this guy is such a legend. And he can pretty much, for me, he can pretty much just about do anything, and he's cool doing it. Um, he can um,
1: do he, he wants, yeah, but right? not wear fishnet anymore.
0: But he no, no so more bad. fishnet, and, uh, and please make sure that the songs don't sound like they're recorded in the bathroom. Oh
1: my God! When I saw him, I went and saw him in concert with my husband, in like two thousand fifteen or sixteen. Because who doesn't want to go see dancing? Right. And I remember he came on the stage, and I said, "For all that is holy, where is his wardrobe, people? He cannot be wearing that tight of an outfit. I mean, <laughs> he's just too old. I mean, he's just."
0: Yeah. Oh, I saw him. I saw him back oh. at the Blackest of the Black oh. uh, tour, and that was. Uh, Boy, that was around two thousand
1: two or three. It he wasn't was... as fat then. I'm sure he
0: was No, still he wearing. was uh no, that was um yeah, that was a hell of a show. That was Behemoth.
1: Oh, I love behemoth. One of the
0: most satanic bands in the land. But they
1: say the lead singer is very sweet. He's very um kind. They say the lead singer is very nice.
0: He's a very intelligent guy. They
1: say he's very kind. I have a black metal tattoo on my own leg, and everyone thinks it's Kiss. So are you,
0: let me ask you the big question. Are you a Venom fan? Are you a fan of them? I like them. Okay.
1: I like a lot of different sounds. I like black Metal. I like Death Metal. I like Grindcore. I like Hardcore. I like some Punk. I like Disco. I like Yacht Rock. I'm a big, huge Steely Dan fan. I like Christopher Cross, some Ambrosia. It depends on the mood I'm in. It really does. I like so much different sounds. I can't say one thing that I like, but I definitely grew up as a metalhead as a hardcore girl. That's that's uh, for sure.
0: It just doesn't. It just didn't come across at all in terms of uh, early on the way that you, the way that you appeared to me, and everything in, in your early films. Now no, I can see no, it. I was going it.
1: to shows. I yeah. was. Going to shows, getting in, you know, I can uh, pick up change, and I can uh, skank, and I can do all that. I mean, I've been going to shows since I was like 12 years old. Grawr, I love fucking Grawr, Grawr one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, Downset, I'm a huge Downset fan, like I know a lot of people don't even know who they are.
0: So are you now, so are you still, we well, you know, if the concert's being kind of put on hold right now with the pandemic. Um, I mean, in recent years, are you still like going out to, to a lot of shows? or?
1: I haven't been to a show in such a long time. I still love – I'm still – I instead of being up in the front by the dance floor, I'm kind of that old dude that's kind of hanging in the back just listening to the tunes now.
0: Yeah, and just catching the vibe.
1: Yeah, but I love – I think the last band I saw – I believe was uh, suicidal tendencies, so I saw a suicidal play, and I went and saw a lot of Christian hardcore bands play because they came uh, came through Houston a lot, like uh, Sleeping Giant, uh, bands like that. I really like. I may not believe in their, you know, what they, you know, preach about. Maybe we have different ideas on to life, but they're so talented, and you really get when you go in, you go and see like a Christian hardcore show. It's a peaceful vibe throughout. Yeah. Everyone's so nice. But then they beat the shit out of each other on the dance floor, which is fine. But it's so nice. Oh, it, God. Let, okay, what's the last big show I went to? I went and saw Every Time I Die, who I love very much. I know Andy very well. Um, Oh, my God. Who did they play with? Oh, my God. They played with a band... And i never, and it, they were, um, people were crazy. I'll never think of it. I'll have to write you on the band who it was. Okay. But I still think the craziest dance floor I'd ever seen, and I've been to some OI shows. I have been to some of the craziest, like, hardcore shows. And the craziest dance floor I ever saw was Hatebreed. I've never seen. That's
0: what my wife says.
1: More people
0: try to kill each other. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to a hate breed show. I've only gotten into hate breed in the more recent years. Well, I've been into hate breed really since I started. You it.
1: need to just go to a show.
0: Yeah. I, I, it's, I, uh, my wife's been to several of them with it. See, I came, from, I came from the old school of, of uh, Iron Maiden and, oh, yeah. uh, and, uh, Motley Crue and, and that's kind of work. But these, like you said, the, this newer, I've heard that said about, um, my, my wife has said that, that, that. She said that was the craziest show she's ever been to.
1: I don't know what it is. I was sitting at the dance floor, and I have been to some crazy shows, like Biohazard. And I've seen just, like, fights break out and people just go nuts. But I'm sitting there with my husband. And, like, I grew up, like, in the hardcore scene, like, going to shows and dancing and being on the floor. And I'm standing. I'm standing by him, and we're just kind of, like, hanging out. And, like, I think uh, as a motorhead played before it. And you know, like, I'm just watching Motorhead. I'm like, out yeah, they're cool. And then all of a sudden, like, Hate Breed comes on. And I swear to God, like, the whole entire room changed. Some guy was, like, fighting a chick on the dance floor. And I'm, like, grabbing the girl. And the guy's trying to hit, trying to beat on me. And now my husband's beating on that guy. And I finally he pulls me away. And I'm just like, what in the fuck is with Hate Breed? Like, when did Hate Breed become. Like, where everyone gets this fucking angry. I didn't understand it. That it every time I die, people look crazy for that, too. But nothing like Hatebreed. I've never seen it. I can't explain it. It's like, I don't know. Well, have you been to it's a like, Slayer show? Oh, God, I've seen Slayer so many times, I can't even count anymore.
0: Well, oh Slayer, goodness. I should say, Slayer, when they first started out, I mean, the shows were a lot smaller, um, smaller venues <laughs> or whatnot. But I was I was out at the Oz Fest once it's multiple different OzFests, but I remember the OzFest I went out to, um, it was the first one, 96.
1: Oh, wow. So yeah. So you're talking, yeah, you're talking Old school, yeah. yeah.
0: I went to the very first one. I just happened to go. I don't know how I ended up there, but um, I saw a girl being walked on a leash. Oh, awesome. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a trip. And then I saw a kid punch a dude who was sitting down in the head. Just awesome. randomly walked and punched him in the head. And this kid laughs and starts running. I thought that was great. And oh uh, yeah, and and then I told my buddy, I was with several of my buddies, but I told my one buddy, I said, dude, you got to be careful because when Slayer comes on, you know, it's every man for themselves here. Okay. You need to understand That's that. True. And he was he looking heard. at me like, yeah, well, he's looking at me like I'm an asshole. I said, dude, I'm just telling you, dude. So that you don't cry to me later about what what's going to happen to you because yeah, you're gonna going to, to get shoot. you're going to get hurt, bro, if you don't if you're not careful. I'm going to say that right now. And so he's oh, like, oh, you're uh, he, crazy?" They the show started and uh, I was smart. I was smart before Slayer started. I went I went outside the fence to underneath oh, yeah, underneath like this heated like tent thing over me and got another beer, sweetie. I saw people knocked out. I'm I'm talking six deep in line that were knocked the fuck out. On stretchers.
1: Oh, I believe it.
0: Okay, they weren't even being attended to. They weren't even being attended to. They were on the stretchers. Oh my! In a line, knocked out. That's nuts. Okay, I'm telling you the truth. And I was, I grabbed my beer, got my beer, whoever paid how much for that thing, and I cruised over there. I'm, I'm the only person standing underneath this tent. Right. And I'm looking at the sea of crazy sons of bitches out on the other side of this fence. And the fence is like half coming down. And as soon as Slayer started, the end I mean, it was like the end of the world.
1: Oh, they go crazy. They...
0: It was the most psycho, apocalyptic thing I've ever seen in my life. People were throwing the, okay, they had the, the bonfires. Now, I've been to shows at this auspice later than this. So I can tell you that this was so mayhem. They were taking the porta potties and throwing them into bonfires. Oh
1: my God! Okay. It's Slayer. Slayer brings out the brings out the worst.
0: It people. was. I'm talking huge bonfires. I'm not talking just like you could freaking. I mean, these were huge but bon- Like it swallowed up that thing. Oh
1: my God! When they
0: threw the fr- it swallowed up. And I was oh like, God, "This that's is that's- fucking crazy." There's like two or different, three different ones all around. Now, when I went to, I, when I went back, I've been to several different times. But the one last times I went, um. They, uh, they, any kind of little fire, there's guys running through the crowd for the, you know, for the, for the, uh, that work there, the staff that would put it out right away. So there's no way that you could get a big one going, but I'm telling you right now that it, it looked like hell on earth was happening. I mean, an entire, my buddy, okay, there was this, um, out there in DeVore, California, where they hold it out there. Uh, I think they call it the Blockbuster Pavilion was the last thing I heard they call it, but whatever, but there's this bar, this metal bar. And I told my buddy, I said, "Dude, be careful, dude. I'm telling you, they're gonna shift. The crowd's gonna shift, and you know, be careful. There's that bar up there, you know." And uh, he's again looking at me like a crazy. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, be careful. So later on, while well, I'm, after after all went down, after the set was over, I cruised out and was like, I went back in, and was went looking for my buddy, and I finally found him, and he had gotten pressed up against that metal. Pole. Oh
1: my god. Okay. He's just there the whole time. He
0: was crushed. Oh my god. Okay, he got he got when they when the whole when the crowd shifted it it pitched forward. Ugh. And every everybody was like he was basically pinned up against the thing, the whole fucking set. And uh that that metal uh pole thing and, and, and at about his waist, you know, and just uh I mean hundreds, if not thousands, of people behind him pushing him.
1: That's crazy. That's 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 insane. <laughs> I know that uh, as my husband told me, he said one of the craziest shows he ever saw was um to this day, to this day, he went and saw a white zombie and Danzig play. This was back in ninety 90- Two? Mm-hmm. You would think white zombie is crazy and dancing, really. He said when the band started, like when they started, when as a white zombie and dancing started, that he was literally off the ground. They were like picking him up because they were they were going crazy. And I was like, really? Like, like a white zombie show? But he said, yeah, it was still like one of the craziest shows he's ever seen. And that was like, like you don't think of that now when you hear "Foxy Foxy" by Rob Zombie, but there was a time when they were. Oh yeah, no,
0: no, 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 no. White Zombie had a, had a that first album.
1: Oh, it was great. Is a masterpiece. Why best. Like pressure. And soul crusher?
0: you want to talk about? Um, well, just everybody in the ba- in the band. Uh, I really just thought was down to the drummer. Uh, oh, they, ev- were so they were was so great. Were everybody was so great. Everybody did just as one of those rare things, and they were so. Uh, it was just very
1: um well, very... You think of what's the name of what's that like well, always in trouble with those ladies with the me Too movement Brian uh, uh what do you call him? Marilyn
0: oh Marilyn manson.
1: manson see I grew up in South Florida so where I grew up they were Marilyn Manson and the spooky kids yeah so I would go and see them play for like 10 they were just like a band that played on the weekend yeah and I was like 16 or 17, and I remember Brian, because he was only a couple years older than me. And I remember he was hitting them, and I was like, ew, you're that guy in that weird band. Now I, think, now I think, fuck, I should have gone on a date with him once. I know he was going to be Brian Warner with you know, Marilyn Manson. But I, but he had, um, so Twiggy was his uh, bassist. Mm-hmm. So he had a bassist named Twiggy. And he was uh, played with them and then he got the Twiggy that he has today.
0: Well, they're, they're all named after serial killers.
1: So yeah. Everybody but the original in the band. Twiggy wasn't the Twiggy he has now. Twiggy played in a death metal band called M- M- uh, M- Boulevard. So he went from playing in a death metal band to going over to, uh, to the Spooky Kids. And I remember, I was like, wasn't he just in that death metal band we saw last week so he really changed he really changed the sound like when he came over but when they became big i'm sorry he's always going to be brian that weird kid and that played at the plus five on the weekends and i feel bad for him because he's in a lot of trouble right now
0: um well i can tell you this that he was uh yeah i know exactly what you mean he was a very he was he was alice cooper Do you remember alice cooper and, oh, yeah. and 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 his his whole uh, story musically how, how he how he came about I mean very similar. Um, but
1: now he's in trouble with all the girls. Now they're saying that he raped them and he groomed them. And, oh, that poor guy. Well, he's he's, al- he's
0: always had he's always had his his fair share of controversy. But the one thing and I will say about him, I will say this about him, and anybody can say what they want. Um, I saw him perform. At one of the OzFests. He stole it.
1: Oh, he's really... You should have seen him... Before he became this person he is now, when he played at the Plus Five as the Spooky Kids, like when he played those concerts on the weekends, Yeah. he would, like... He did way more risky stuff. He had, like, oh, yeah. a bunch of naked girls on crosses. He had a kid in a cage for a while. He was naked. Girls were naked. I mean, he didn't... Way more crazier stuff. He was, he was,
0: yeah, he was like, he was a watered-down Gigi.
1: But he was cool, and he played with, um, uh, he played with the Jenna Tortures all the time. Because you had to be 18 to go to Jenna Torture shows. Yeah. I saw Jen, and I love Jen. Jen, I still do. I have her tattooed on me. And she's one of my idols. But they did some really cool stuff. What about, what about Wendy L? Oh, oh yeah, from the Plasmatics, oh yeah, she's a big deal. I like I like Joan Jett too. I like The Runaways. See, music has been really big for me since I was a kid, going to shows. And I met so my husband at a DRI concert. Wow. So the so music means a lot to me and concerts is something that so my husband and I have gone to our whole lives. So we've been going to metal and hardcore shows our whole life, so it's, it's a big thing for us. Like he plays metal when I go to sleep at night. That's how we go to sleep. We listen to uh, to the metal station on Sirius, and we went and saw some Metallica play because they came. Because I'd never seen him play. He's seen him two or three times, and I wanted to go see him once, you know, in my life. So we're sitting in um, the big big stadium here, and we're waiting for them to go on. And they're playing the metal in between the mm-hmm. the sets. Mm-hmm. My husband and I are sleeping. Because we're used to falling asleep to it in bed. Oh my God, that's we were, hilarious! We we're probably one of the only people during Metallica that had fallen asleep. Oh he's my like, God. I think we're sleeping. I go, Yeah, it's because you play metal all the time in the bedroom. We're, we're tired. I said, I'm tired too. Yeah, too but fun. I, but it's such a great show. But it, they're so talented.
0: Oh yeah, it's so it's, it's, fun. it's when you get to that level, it's they just put on a great show every night. You know what I mean?
1: I had such a nice time. I've seen. Um, I saw Ozzy play with Incubus, or Black Sabbath play with Incubus, which was a weird, weird combo. But that was a really cool that show. That was actually
0: that reminds me. That was actually one of the uh, one of the times I met Ron. Jeremy was the night that I uh, met Lars from Metallica. Oh, at, oh, cool. Yeah, at the Rainbow. I'd actually been uh, I'd been drinking with a buddy of mine. Uh, we were. He just came to my pad. We were we were living um, in Chatsworth, and he lived in my same building. And a rocker dude and uh, Bobby Tazera is his name. And uh, he's in Florida now. And he's 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 a uh, he he plays guitar and whatnot. He's had his own bands like that. But anyways, we we um we went and I was at this time I was roadieing for a band called Rocka. Yeah, I was roadieing for a band called Rocka. I was actually living with them and and. Uh, being a roadie, I mean that was how it was. They were getting real close to getting signed by Electra. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, and they, they were they played on the very first Randy Rhodes tribute show. And uh, Bill Bowling, the guy that was their manager, who I ended up rooming with, uh, went out with uh, Momstein, anyway Momstein, and did stuff with him as far as going on tour and kind of like being a bodyguard kind of a guy. Um Kind of kind of thing. And um, but yeah, um, when I. Got to do that, it was like, wow, man. You talk about just immersing yourself in that. It was just the coolest thing to get to see all these different bands on the strip at the troubadour. Um, oh,
1: I love the troubadour. What a great place! I saw DSI play there. What a cool spot!
0: Yeah, the whiskey,
1: the, the whiskey go go was so
0: cool. Yeah, it the was whiskey. Just cool. You've got the well, they've closed down a lot of the places. You know, I had a uh, in 2006, I had a I actually got to have a freaking. Party of all parties. I wish you could have been there, uh, but I, I got to have a party at uh, House of Blues. It's closed down now, and that was there. And uh, I guess they call it West Hollywood. But uh but it was uh, it was awesome. I mean, I got to have. I had Nick Menza from Megadeth there. Um, all sort, everyone starts showing. You know, you know how I knew it was a cool party is at the end of the night. I was sitting on a couch and the foundation room. Is a, is a private room that you? It costs like three thousand a night to, to rent. I got that, through, yeah. I got that lucky. Is
1: <laughs> such a such a cool life. Well, I do have to go. The husband is ready to go to bed because he's an old man. But I enjoyed the interview. Do you have any more questions? I don't.
0: I really. I pretty much have I run out really of. I answered
1: them. everything. I enjoyed talking all about the music. Oh, one more story I'll tell you before I go. Okay. This one you'll find funny because you like music and you're in the middle. So I was signed to Extreme, and we were. Um, we had a, we had a, uh, this is where we had the wrestling and the porn company, Storm, one of the AVNs, one of the last AVNs I was at probably in 2002, and David Lee Roth played for us, because uh, Rob paid for him to play, and I remember it was, it was one of the highlights of my life, it was one of David's lowest points of his life, so, where I was on my highest point, he was on his lowest, so either way, there we were, we met right in the middle, well. I had a few drinks, and obviously, David Lee Roth did. Because, I mean, look at him, he's playing for porn people. I mean, this man sold out stadiums. I mean, this is low. This is a low point of his life. Right. Probably never tells anyone about this, but he played for us in his polka dot pass. I'll never forget the word hideous. And he kept playing Ice Cream Man and all that crap. You know, he was on his solo tour. Well, I had been drinking. And I said, I want to hear some fucking Panama and some fucking jump. I'm paying you for this shit. I better hear some fucking jump. Needless to say, he didn't play it, but oh, I did run it up gosh, to stage. That is so funny. I thought funny. he needed to play it because we were paying. But I can definitely tell you that was David Leith Ross' lowest point.
0: Oh my America's God, life. you killed it. You just killed Do it. Do
1: free to tell everybody
0: you he, just he, did he you just did well it was what before was obviously like... he before he got back to back uh to you know to being with van halen and, and got going oh, yeah, again no. but yeah he, he had a low like... point there i know what you mean oh yeah
1: it was like oh my god i'm playing for like two hundred 204 people and some wrestlers and oh, my this god. drunk girl keeps yelling at me to play some fucking panama and some jump and some dead or alive so but I will end you on that story. That Feel was great. Thank you, so that. thank you so I much.
0: Thank you so much. I had
1: a wonderful time with the interview, and uh, thanks for uh, keeping me on the phone. for. I mean, that's, that's a long... How time. did I do I this? Usually, I'm good. I'm good. I'm usually that I get off in, like, 30 minutes, but, like, we were having such a good time talking
0: about I'm definitely... I had nonsense. a great time, too, sweetie, and um, I just want to thank you so much for it, and um, any, any last words for the fans?
1: I love them all, and tell them to come to my OnlyFans. It's it's Jessica Darlet and OnlyFans, you know, Jessica Darlin, OnlyFans. It's it's it's, you know, it's cool. It's eight ninety nine and I don't charge you a bunch. You know, you pay you pay that you get in and pretty much everything is the price at the door. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't charge people for pics and stuff, you know, whatever I charge for them to get in is what they get, except for custom videos and stuff. It's pretty much that And that's it. Well, I'll
0: make make sure um, that I do get all the links into the interview. And once I get it posted up, I'll I'll send you the links that you have that, okay?
1: Yeah, right on. Well, have a great day. And keep in touch. You know, you can always text me. You got my number. Definitely. You can always say hi. All right. Have a good night. Okay. Bye.
0: Bye.